NBA Jump Ball Podcast, episode 16. Here we go. Welcome back, everybody, to the NBA's Jump Ball Podcast. It is your host, Jack Roulette, alongside with Tyler Ahrens. Tyler, interesting week in basketball. We still haven't even talked about the Mellow trade, so we got a lot of things we got to get to. Indeed we do. My boy Mello is back, and I cannot wait to get into that. All right, so start things off. We'll do what we do every other episode, saying our favorite number 16 16 is just kind of a shitty number. There's not really too many NBA players that pick 16. I I see a pattern where this is going to be a hard when we get to like 28, 29. There's not going to be like any players for those numbers, but we'll figure it out. So who's your favorite number 16? Former Laker, Grizzly, and your Chicago Bulls and current San Antonio Spur, Pal Gasol. Uh, he's kind of old and washed up now, but, uh, he's had, he's a two-time champ. He's one, one of the best European players we've had to come out from overseas from Spain. Uh, that's, that's probably my pick. Yeah. I mean, he's like one of the names of the list that I actually know of play- people who wore number 16. Some of the other people were, uh, Pedro Stojakovic. I honestly couldn't tell you any other names. So... I'll probably agree with you on Paul Gasol, but I'll just say Paige Stojakovic just to be different. I Paul Gasol pissed me off in Chicago, though. He was so bad. He I think he still made the all-star team with Chicago, but his defense was so pathetic that it he was a liability anytime he was on the court. He couldn't guard a pick and roll. And he's 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 old and washed up now. I mean, I don't know. I don't get why the Spurs gave him that uh, extension. I mean, I don't. I couldn't tell you that at all. Yeah, I mean, I never really try to doubt anything the Spurs do because it always seems to work out for them in the last like twenty years. But I agree with you that that sent that move did not make very much sense. They do like old players, so that's probably one of the reasons why. Is it probably because they listen better? I, I'm trying to find some <laughs> like could correlation. Probably, they could probably deal with Popovich better. I don't know. Popovich says not everybody can play for him, so I think that probably has something to do with it. That maybe older players can listen better to him rather than him just constantly yelling at them and them getting like hurt, but hurt about it. I could see that. That's I could see that. I agree with that. All right. Well, moving into things. It's been a while since we did an episode, but now that basketball's starting to pick up again, we'll be doing these more frequently, I hope. But we got to talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder. The, the way they turned around that team is honestly outstanding. I think they have a chance to compete with the Warriors. So uh, so you do like this mellow trade then, huh? 
I do. No, because I because I know you're not. We all know you're not a big Mello fan. I I'm not a Mello fan, but I still think he can be an effective player. I I think he's one of the best catch and shoot guys in the NBA right now. And if he just plays that way all the time instead of playing the ISO basketball, trying to get uh, everybody to the other side of the floor and him creating on his own, I think they can be a lot more effective with Russ. Because a lot of the tension is going to be on Russ and Paul George because those are two of the best players in the NBA. So Carmelo's definitely going to be able to score, and I think he could be deadly in that like second unit if he stays on the floor for a little bit and plays at that second unit. I think they have a chance to be really, really good. I agree. I think he's gonna have a bounce back year. He's gonna have this is gonna, this year's gonna rejuvenate him. Just watching that, if you, I mean, I know it's only preseason, but just watching that first preseason game, there's just something about him that just made him more energy. It just looks yeah, like, he just had more energy. It looked like he was having fun. He like he's playing with a purpose. I mean, if he plays like that consistently all year, man, he's gonna. I mean, they're gonna be. I think they're gonna give the Warriors a run for their money because they can definitely they can score with them. Uh, I mean, the like defense you said, is going to be good too. I right, think, exactly. I think with Russ not having so much of a burden on offense because he has other playmakers around him now, I think there's a chance that he'll be a lockdown defender again because he was until last year. But last year he was using so much of his energy on the offensive side that it made it difficult for him to play defense. He had to do, yeah, he had to do everything. But I, I love the fact that Melo is going to be playing the stretch four because, like, the stretch four is you have to go out and guard him on the perimeter because, I mean, he, he can either catch and shoot from three, uh, one to two, three dribble pull up. He can post you up. I mean, he can do everything offensively. And I think he'll I think he'll help him defensively too, being able to guard uh, a four rather than a three. Yeah, I, I don't – I just don't see any, like, matchup problems necessarily with Melo at the four. I – there's not any guy that really scares me other than like Carl Anthony Towns, but he plays center most of the time, so right. I I really am not too worried about that. Paul Millsap might be a little difficult for him to guard, but other than that, I can't think of any names out west that would scare me with Melo on them. Draymond Green, like he might he can guard Draymond Green because Draymond Green's not gonna shoot that much. He he's just gotta stay in front of him for the most part. Yeah, he's not much of an offensive threat. But even like when they play against the Timberwolves, I mean, even if uh, Talons was playing a four, I mean, you could still have Adams guard him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, so I mean, it just kind of uh, depends who's on the floor. But I mean, I, I don't think it'll be a problem at all. Yeah, the only problem with Adams guarding the four is then there's no rim protection because Melo's definitely not a shot blocker. That is definitely not a style of basketball he's known to right right they'll figure it out though i'm not really worried about it i think they have i mean until they start getting used to playing with each other i think when they're at their peak i think they'll have the best chance to beat golden state they have the firepower to beat them offensively and i think defensively they'll be really good too they played the rockets last night too man and the rockets look good too chris paul and james harden look like they played really well together they did. I I, knew, I wasn't concerned about that. I th- I knew they were gonna play play really good together. I think they just take pressure off each other from handling the basketball, and they can get others involved. And they, I, it just seems like they play more free. Yeah, they're passing. The passing in the D'Antoni offense is an amazing thing to watch. And when you put like Chris Paul, who's one of the best passers of all time, into that, it 
it's just a beautiful thing to watch. I mean, they probably shot 55 threes last night. I'm not 100% sure on numbers because I didn't watch the whole game, but I obviously saw the highlights from it. And they dominated Oklahoma City for the most part, but then again, Russ didn't play, like I said. But it was still... It's still fun to watch. I mean, Eric Gordon. Who, who's your like crunch time starting or crunch time ending five with the Houston Rockets? I would say probably CP3, Eric Gordon, uh, <clears throat> Trevor Reza, Ryan Anderson, and uh, or, or Harden at the, probably Harden at the three, Ariza at the four. And I don't know. It kind of depends if you're playing small ball. Maybe could you play Anderson at the five? Anderson's just such a defensive liability. He can't guard anybody. Probably Capella. Yeah, Capella's so good. Uh, you you could switch. You could switch Anderson and uh, Ariza. It kind of depend who's in the four for the opposing team. If it's a, you know, like a, a stretch four that can really score the basketball, then I'd put Ariza on there because he's a good defender. But I mean, if it's if he's not much of a threat offensively. Then you can put Ryan Anderson in there, and then you still have PJ Tucker. You still have, you still have uh, Matamute from the Clippers. He's a, he's yep. a great defender too. And then I I think they have one other person. Don't, their problem is going to be if Chris Paul or James Harden gets hurt because they don't have a backup for point guard position. Yeah, that's that's very true. I we've talked about that before, but I can't. I like, think I think their their <laughs> their backup point guard is Bobby Brown. Yeah, not the singer. There's actually a basketball player, Bobby Brown. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. That's what I said. I'm not very confident in that. <laughs> but other than that, if they can stay healthy, they're a deadly force too. That's why I don't think the the Warriors. Like, did you see that GM uh, poll came out this week? Yeah. I, I think 93 percent of the team said that they thought the Warriors would win the finals, and I just think that number's really high for how hard it is going to be win out West. Even if you do win out West, you're going to be I, – I think the competition is going to be great. So you're going to be a lot more stressed than – they came into the uh, finals 16-0 and this year. Yeah. So Or 12-0, or and I guess, and then ended up 16-1. and But yeah. I, I just think it's going to be a lot more difficult road. And then the Cavaliers improved a lot too, I think. They did. I mean, a lot of teams have improved. And you look at the, I mean, even it, when you look at the Western Conference, like every round for the Warriors is going to be, there's really going to be no cakewalk unless the team has a, a an injury problem. Like, because what would you say, who would you say would be in the eighth spot right now? Memphis? I mean, Mem- uh, Memphis is. I, I, I don't. Let's just say, well, let's just say it's Memphis. Like Memphis has always been, like they've never been a, a contender. But the, you always have you the gotta competition. go through them. And yeah, you gotta go through them in the playoffs. Like you're not just gonna walk right through them. Like Memphis always finds a way to steal a game or two. Yeah, no matter who they're playing against. I mean, just they've their beat defense. Spurs in the past. Yeah, just their defense alone is a scary matchup for any team. But the problem is they don't they don't have the firepower like they used to. Zach Randolph's gone. Tony right, Allen's right. Not there. I, I'm not saying they're gonna be, but, but you look at the. I mean, they could be an eight seed. Portland could be an eight seed. They're not going to be a cakewalk. Uh, Denver, Denver, Denver is going to be good. They got talent. I mean, I want to hear something I heard the other day. What's yeah. Up? So 
I like I I was the one who predicted the Velo going to Oklahoma City Thunder. I I I want to take credit for that. But here's my next theory that I'm three for three on the year in guessing, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go for four for four. I think Mike Conley might get traded to the Denver or Denver uh, Nuggets before the end of the year. All right, well, that's that's not a bad uh, prediction. That that would definitely shake things up a little bit. That that would be a really kinda, really good team. Kind of depending how obviously Memphis. I mean, I, I think if they hang around and you know fight for a seven eight seed, I don't think they'll trade them. But you know, if they if they just fall off the edge right away and they have no shot at making the postseason, I could see them trading. You know, for maybe a high draft pick or you know some role players and just kind of starting over, because like you said, they've already lost uh, Zach Randolph. He was a big part of uh, their team the last five, six years. And then, I don't know, you think they'd trade Marc Gasol maybe? you think they'd keep him around a little longer? I, I don't know. I, I really don't know because obviously they're big contracts, so it would be difficult to move. But I just think they have so much money wrapped up in players that aren't even that good. Like, they signed Jermichael, um, Jermichael uh, what's his last name? Uh Hi. Jermichael Finley, yeah, they signed him to a big contract. Chandler Parsons is still making a heck of a lot of money, and he hasn't played in like two years. They yeah, say he they say he's going to be healthy this year, but I'll believe it when I see it. It's, I hope he is. He was uh, he was one of my favorite players to watch when he was healthy. When he was yeah, in Houston. yeah, he was definitely good. I I understand why they paid him, but I it, it's been a bad contract so far to say the least. Yeah, I mean they they gotta have things go their way. I mean, like any like every team has to, you know, stay healthy to be successful. But especially them because they don't really have anybody else. But but going back to what we were talking about, I mean, you have Memphis, you have Portland, and you have Denver. The Pelicans are going to be in possible. And the Pelicans, yeah, yeah. I, I keep forgetting about the Pelicans too. But I think though, I can see them finishing a little bit higher than an eight seed, but. Like those were those are four teams that that could legit be an eight seed, and the, those four teams would probably be a four or five in the East. Yeah, I I honestly think the uh, Timberwolves could be put in the eight seed talk too because I know they nah. have, I know they have a lot deeper roster than than the other teams, but it's still going to take a while for them to gel together. I think because. Carl Anthony Towns obviously is a heck of a player. Andrew Wiggins still needs. They were really bad last year. They're going to have to make a huge jump. I know they got a lot better team than last year, but stats show that it's not very often that teams make a 17-win jump, 19-win jump. So they're going to need to do that in order to not be an 8 seed. I completely disagree. I think they're going to be really good, but, um, I mean, there's a – you're you're right. They do need to they 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 do need time for to play together, but I just think their talent and they have a great coach. I mean, they're deep. They got really all the pieces. I just don't see why they wouldn't be good. Oh, I'm not saying they're not going to be good, but I think the first month they could struggle and it could and out west, man, that could that could really cost you because going 500 in the west is going to be difficult this year. Yeah, I think there'll be is. a lot of teams in the same boat. I think them, Portland, are on equal level. Them and I think if Denver had a point guard, I'd say they were on that equal level. But they they don't have a point guard, and that's a problem. 
I'm also worried about the Pelicans because they can't they don't have any shooters to be honest. They have Cousins and then they have Davis and if then, they had, if they had any kind of guard play. I mean Rondo is a good facilitator. I mean Holiday can play but they can't if they shoot. had any if they had any guard and wing play then they could be very dangerous but yeah. So, and here's and here's something I could see if the Pelicans don't have the year that they're that they think they'll have if they just you know uh, start out bad and you know end up missing the the playoffs again I could see them trading Demarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis dude I uh, about that Anthony Davis there's no way he's gonna stay in New Orleans after the next couple of years so you might I I don't know he just signed that contract last year I, yeah he has four years do you think they're gonna be title contenders in the next four years. Well, no. They just but invested. I mean, well, there's not many teams that are going to be title contenders. There's really usually only about three to five teams. Really, there you could talk legit title contenders. I think that number is going up, though. I think I I don't know. I I just don't see them I, holding on to him that long because New Orleans is not a basketball team. Or they're, I mean, they're not like a their owner's terrible. They don't have a good franchise in general. So. I, I could see Davis just not being happy there and then deciding that they have to flip him so they can get as much. You know what team I would like to see him go to? The Bucks. Uh I, I guess, but I mean That'd be a hell of a start. I, I, I would rather have I'd rather see him like maybe with I don't know, if they could pull it off maybe the Celtics. Yeah. I, I just don't know what you'd give up. You're you're gonna have to give up a lot for AD, so they got pieces to give up. Mm. You'd have or to... just or like maybe uh like the Lakers, you know they got young pieces to give up. Lakers I mean, is just... a good destination. I think him him and Lonzo would be a, a deadly deadly duo. Oh, yeah, definitely. Kyle Kuzma's playing crazy. I know we're kind of going all over the place in this episode, but. It's just so good to see basketball games back on. I've been watching them, so I'm just going to give my opinions on all this stuff. I Kyle agree. Kuzma has been looking great for for the Los Angeles Lakers. He's looking better than Lonzo Ball. I mean, he's he's looking like a scoring machine. I mean, he led the team in scoring in summer league, and now he, I mean, he went off the first preseason game. I mean, he's it's unreal. He's just can't, he came out of nowhere. I saw. I expected that. I saw some tweet that said, this is what the Lakers thought Brandon Ingram would be. And I'm not saying Brandon Ingram's not going to turn into a good player because he's only been around one year, and I knew he had to get stronger in order for him to succeed in the NBA. But people, I've seen tweets that said, this is what they expected out of Brandon Ingram. Yeah, it's too early to tell. He was one of the guys I was maybe considering for most improved player. It's not but... a bad choice. Yeah, but he, there's really no guarantee with him because we haven't we've seen flashes that of he could be great, but just not enough, you know. I mean, not, and he still he still looks very very skinny. I mean, very 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 skinny. Yeah, and he's gonna he's gonna need to put on a little bit of weight uh, just so he doesn't get uh, killed by the other because there's a lot of really good threes in this league. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely not able to guard a lot of threes. Yeah. But I did hear. I mean, I, I heard. Or I saw a report that he got. He grew like two inches, though. So <laughs> that's 
that's not a bad thing. No, not at all. And the thing is, Lonzo just makes everybody around him better. He he just seems to find open guys. All, his passing is like the best passing I've seen since Steve Nash. That's yeah, that's what I've been saying. Like that's the reason why I loved him coming out of the draft. Like from the very start, like when he was at UCLA, I said this you I still think the Celtics should have well, I mean, they made that Kyrie deal happen, but if they if they didn't get that if they didn't get Kyrie, I would have I would have taken uh, Lonzo Ball. Like I don't care what you know. I know he wanted to play for the Lakers and all that, but I would have done it anyway, just because he's he makes everyone around you better. I mean, just, shit, shit in the NBA. <clears throat> even if you he didn't want to be there, you could have him for at least seven years, because right. you have the rookie contract, which is last three years, and then then they go into. Uh, Sorry, I have a cough, so I might cough in a second. But uh, th- then they. Hello. All right, we're good. Yeah, we can, we can just continue. Okay. Yep. <coughs> it's not like you can't just change his mind because he's gonna be on the roster for a while, no matter where he was. But I think he's gonna be the next golden boy for the Lakers. He's that good. Speaking of guys who can really pass and make teammates better, Ben Simmons. Like I'm calling, he's my rookie of the year, like 100. percent No, I'm not even, not even a debate for me. I'm, I'm not considering anyone else. Lonzo would probably be my second choice, but Ben Simmons right now is the clear favorite for me to win rookie of the year. I mean, to me, he's just a, he's a taller Lonzo. Yeah, he played, he played really good last night. I definitely still see a lot of flaws in his game, but you know he's. Still can't shoot it great, but he can't shoot at all. What? Not great. He can't shoot at all. He, I mean, he 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 can shoot it a little bit. Not great, but do you think he can he, he can knock down he can knock down a few shots? Do you think he'll be able to make the passes if people are playing them off playing off of him like ten feet away from him? Because oh yeah, because he, he can he'll be able to drive to the basket. Like he was he was he had some good strong takes last night. That's where he was getting most of his assists. When he was taking it to the lane and kicking it out, or dumping it down to the big guy, or something, or just or scoring it at the basket, I think that's. I definitely think uh, he could still, even if they're playing off of him. I was listening to the Ben Simmons podcast, and he doesn't think that Markel Fultz Bill, will Bill play, Simmons or Bill Simmons. Yeah, Ben Simmons is the basketball player. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bill Simmons says he doesn't think Markel Fultz is going to play more than eighteen minutes a game this year. He doesn't think. He thinks he's too immature for the NBA right now. What was his reasons for that? Just he just uh he changed his shot, I guess, without telling anybody. <clears throat> and and I guess now it has an ugly hitch in it or something. I didn't really watch their game last night. I just watched the highlights and he didn't play that much. So I I didn't yeah. But I guess he changed his shot completely and I I don't know. That's kind of scary to think about somebody just out of nowhere, deciding to change their shot. He shot 41% from threes in college last year, so I don't, I'm not sure why he did that. Well, if that's true, then I'd be a little bit concerned because, I mean, he's, he, he he was going to be one of those guys that, you know, when ben, when Simmons drove in the lane, he could kick out to that guy and kick it out to Fultz and he could knock down a shot. But if he changed his shot and it's not any good, then that's not going to really be very effective. But no. I mean, they got other they got other shooters around him though. Reddick, um, Embiid, uh, even's a got, shooter. 
Yeah. Covington. They, they signed Bayless and Covington and um, Stauskas. They got Stauskas still. How many games do you think Joel Embiid plays this year? I don't know. Is he on any kind of restriction right now, like for minutes? Yeah, he's hurt right now. He he didn't even play last night. He's hurt? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, who knows? I mean, I'd say probably half the year. I mean, he, he played, what, 32 games last year? I would probably say he'd play around 40. That'd be a success if he could play 40 games, I think. That just sucks because he's such a talent, and it's just not translating because he – He's hurt so much. I think that's why they're keeping they've kept Okafor around because they don't trust that he's gonna stay healthy. Yeah, it and sucks. Okafor, I mean, he's not as good as Embiid, but I mean, he's a good productive center who's got post moves. Yeah, he just needs to improve defensively about times one thousand. Have you seen like picture? I mean, he's lo- he looks like he's lost a lot of weight. Really. Yeah. I was watching a video on YouTube the other day how the 76ers ruined Johilo Kafir's career. It was it was kind of an interesting video. Well, I mean, he, he's definitely, I mean, coming out of when he was drafted, I mean, he was a really big name, and he had a really good rookie year, and then they just kind of shut him down. They tried focusing on Embiid. Now like, Embiid can't even stay healthy. <laughs> yeah, it It sucks. You know who are the worst kind of fans in the NBA? You're going to think I'm going to say LeBron fans, but they're second. Okay, well, who's the worst? Kobe fans. Kobe? Uh, I, I like Wait, Kobe. We haven't talked about Kobe yet, man. I, I like Kobe. I'm not taking anything away from Kobe, but I had so many people come and try to... I got unfollowed by on Twitter by like five people. And, like, people, like, couldn't even make an argument. All I said was, I think Tim Duncan's a better overall player than Kobe Bryant. And people, like, lost their freaking shit. Without question, he's had a better career than Kobe. I mean, they both have five championships. He's 5-1. and one. Could be 6-0 and oh if Ray Allen didn't hit that shot. But he's he has one more MVP than, than Kobe. He... Yeah. Kobe was carried through his first three finals with Shaq. Shaq won all three MVPs that year. I shouldn't say carried through. Kobe was still a very good player, but Shaq. The reason but he wasn't won, the be- he wasn't the best player on his team. Yeah, Tim Duncan was the best player on every single one of his championship teams except the last one, and he was still really well, good. Tony Tony Parker did win the uh, 07 NBA Finals, but yeah, but I uh, Tim Duncan Com- was, Com- competition was not very good though. They were in the same era. No, no, no. I'm saying, like, who they played against. They played against the Cavaliers when LeBron was basically them against LeBron, no one else. Yeah. I, I, It just, like, pissed me off because nobody could even, like, make an argument with me. They'd be like, oh, you're just ignorant. And I'm like, I, I don't get how that's an ignorant statement at all. I mean, Kobe, Kobe's great. Don't take anything away from that. Kobe is one of the best players He's top three shooting guard of all time, probably top fifteen NBA player of all time. But top fifteen, he's not your top ten. No, he's definitely not my top ten. Is he in yours? I'm not. I'm not, I'm not going to argue that. I mean, I'm not a huge. I mean, I like Kobe. I'm not a huge fan of him. I just, uh, I, I would say 
Tim Duncan had a better career. Um, as far as better overall player, I don't know. I, there's been debates about that. But better career, without question, Tim Duncan, without question. I mean, Tim Duncan was an on. Here, I'll even look it up right now. Tim Duncan accolades. I'm pretty sure he was in like 14 straight all defensive teams. Look, he's the best power forward of all time. And I mean, and he won two MVPs and five five championships, all with one franchise. I mean, I get that Tim Duncan wasn't like the star like Kobe. I under like with like a lot yeah. of it's because I mean, yeah, Kobe played for the Lakers. Lakers are in the spotlight. I mean, San Antonio is just just there. It's in Texas. I mean, they don't have any other sport teams, and and Tim Duncan didn't really care to be in the spotlight anyway. Yeah, he won MVP he, in two thousand one and two, MVP in two thousand two and two thousand three. Um, he was Finals MVP in nineteen ninety nine. 2003, 2005. Um, trying to, 15 all-star selections. Um, here's the one. Here's the one thing you can say about Tim Duncan. He's one of the rare bigs that has played in the league that you could build a team around and he could carry to win. You can't really say that about much other big guys. No, because you know, most big. I mean Shaq. I mean, he was just so dominant. I mean, uh, I mean, I, there's no. I wouldn't say there's a big right now that's playing that you could just have as your best player and win a championship. No, I agree with you on that 100. percent So he was in the he was in the NBA for 19 years, right? 97 yeah. to 2016. He was all-NBA first team 10 times, all-NBA second team three times, all-NBA all NBA third team twice. The only year he didn't get it was on an all-NBA team was 1997, which was his rookie year, and then 2016, which was his last year, and then it looks like 2011 he, he wasn't on it either. But even in 2015, he was still all-NBA. Look, I I'm not arguing with no, you. No, I know you're not. I, I, I agree. I just don't get no, why and, people and, like think that's like a bad point. Like I just think he's a way better player than Kobe. He was, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just it's just fans that you know are diehard fans that don't really don't really know the game of basketball. I mean, I doubt they know anything about Harley Tim Dun- Tim Duncan. You know, they're just diehard Kobe fans. Somebody you know, tried I mean, telling me the that, thing. Here's another, here's a one one more quick point that you notice about I noticed about Kobe fans is that people who are really like who Kobe who think who are Kobe's favorite player they they think he's honestly the greatest of all time like and there's not even it's not even nobody thinks that no, nobody that I knows anything about basketball thinks that he's the best player of all time like they try but, comparing yeah. him and Michael Jordan and it's like come on dude he wasn't let, even... let, me, let me ask you this too I mean you're a LeBron hater you hate LeBron like who who would you say is a better player, LeBron uh, or Kobe? I I hate LeBron, but he's the second best player of all time. Like if LeBron retired today, he's a better player than Kobe Bryant. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> he doesn't have as many championships, but he's still better. Oh uh, yeah, exactly. I I don't know. It just it frustrates me because I still think Kobe's really good. Like I said, 
But he is he's very good. But Tim Duncan is one of the best players ever. And people don't understand that because he does he wasn't in the media. He wasn't talked about all the time. He didn't have the major shoe deals. It's just I it's insane. If you put if he was on he didn't if have he the was highlight on the Lakers. Plays. Yeah, if he was on the Lakers his whole career then you know I'm sure we would talk about him more and it and you know but it just he wasn't in the spotlight. So I mean not hard I mean we know about Tim Duncan but just an average basketball fan probably doesn't even know much about him. He the thing is he was a 15 all 15 time all defensive player including his last 2 years where he couldn't even move he was still an all defensive player. It it's insane how good he was. And and people like couldn't even make an argument to why Kobe was better than him. Like he was a better scorer, I get that. That's fine. But that's not Tim Duncan's game. Tim Duncan's game wasn't going out and scoring 32 points a game. I don't know. Exactly. I don't know. I, I got really mad about it, but I'm over it, I guess. I'm, I'm glad you agree with me. <laughs> I'm glad you agree with me. The big fundamental, man. And the thing was, I didn't even like post it like just myself. I posted a quote that Richard Jefferson said. Richard Jefferson, it was literally quoted, yeah, t- Kobe wasn't even close to being as good as Tim Duncan. And I put amen. And everybody just, <laughs> you're so ignorant. I'm like, the NBA players even say it. Somebody that played with both of those players said it. I yeah, like their, I, I like this podcast. Have you listened to that? Richard, road tripping? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah, you were hating that. I'm the one that got you into that. I told you about it. Yeah, I, I You're definitely You are kind of hating on, on it po- first. I wasn't hating on it. I never heard it, but I, I it, didn't. It's wanna... gotten better. Like it got, it's gotten, it's gotten better as it's gone along. Yeah, I think Richard Jefferson definitely has a career in like sports media once he's retired. He's oh, really sure. good at interviewing and talking to people. He's great on TV. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> so, how's college basketball going for you so far? Are you looking forward to the season? Yeah, yeah, we uh, we're in our second week right now. Of practice. We first game is uh, November first. We got a couple scrimmages in there before that, but we're looking pretty good. Um, is your kinda... is your schedule like strictly NAI schools? Or are you playing any like D two D one schools? Nope, just strictly NAI this year. Did you play any last year? Um, no, I don't think we did. I mean, we play. I mean, our our conference is the best in NAI without question. I yeah, mean, yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, so I mean, it, are you traveling around the country at all? Do you have any games like pretty far away? Yep, we're going to going to Florida this year, right before Christmas, planning nice. a little shoot out there. So that should be pretty fun. Um, other than that, I mean, we make the national tournament. That's in Missouri. That's uh, that would be probably the farthest we'd go. For sure. For sure. Um, one thing I want to hit on before we get into college basketball a little bit, I wanted to ask your opinion on LeVar pulling LaMelo out of uh, high school. I'm a, I'm not a fan. I'm not a huge fan of him doing that, but here's how I feel. I, I, I mean, it's his right. He can do that, like, as a parent. I mean, uh, I saw an article um, that a columnist wrote, and – 
the the headline was Lavar Ball's the worst sports dad of all time. He has three and, kids playing Division One basketball at and, the least. And look, exactly. I, I'm not I'm not a Lavar Ball fan. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not I'm not a fan of what everything he said. But you can't deny. I mean, he's a he's been a good father. Like his kid, like all his kids are good kids. They don't get in trouble. I mean, look at I mean Lonzo was the number two guy in the draft. I mean, he's obviously doing something right with these guys. And look, I think that you know gr- part of growing up as a kid, you know, I think it's good to get those high school, you know, college experience if you go all four years in college. But I think he, I mean, it's, I think it's good to get that high school experience at least. Just it's just part of growing up to me. But look, I mean, if he right now he's um, one of the reasons Lavar said he pulled him out was because he's kind of you know he's a celebrity, he's got his own shoe deal. He kind of just wants to take him out of the spotlight a little bit and kind of maybe, I don't know, put him in a timeout. I guess is a good way to put it. But look, I mean, until one of his kids. You know, uh, you know, if something goes wrong with one of his kids because of him, then you can't really say much. Yeah, I mean, I I like Levar a lot. I think he's a, I think he's funny. I mean, I, have you watched that show at all? Like I told you to. A little, yeah. It, uh, it's funny yep. show. It's like you definitely see he is a good dad. He the, all the kids love him. He's a great dad. That's what I'm saying, and he does say some crazy shit. Everyone knows that, but. It, I think he does it for a reason, so people talk about him. People take him too seriously. Yeah, he's a joke. He, he's just having fun. That, like he 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 doesn't like when him saying he's better than Michael Jordan. Like he he doesn't really mean that. No, he's saying <laughs> he's it for bull, the publicity. He's bullshit. He's yeah. bullshitting everybody. He wants to get his name known. That's why the big baller brand exists because of him. Like that, he's the reason. It's not. That's not because of his kids. It's because of him. Like. That's why the big baller brand is known. And I, I'm totally with you 100%. It, people are out there saying he's a bad father and stuff, and he does nothing but good things for his kids. I mean, all three of them are top recruits in this country. All three of them are going to the most winningest program in college basketball history in UCLA. Lonzo had one of the best years out of any freshman ever in all of college number basketball. number two draft pick, and he's... And he's- Picked to be the rookie of the year by the GMs, and you can say Leangelo's not is not good. Whatever you want to say, he's still playing basketball at UCLA, and he's going to be one of the best players on their team. It doesn't matter if he doesn't make it to the NBA within the first year; he's still going to be a great player. And say what you want about Lamelo, I hear comments about Lamelo how he's not even good all the time. There's a reason he's ranked number top. I think he's number eight on most lists for like ESPN top 100. Mm-hmm. But he's ranked in the top ten for ESPN, twenty four seven Sports, and uh, what's the other big one? Um, Rivals. Rivals. Yeah. He, those p- people know what they're doing, and he's ranked in the top ten in all of them. He's not some scrub that goes out and gets garbage buckets, and that's how he gets b- baskets. He he can play basketball. And but, here's the thing: like, who who trains all his kids? Lavar. Lavar does exactly. it all. Exactly. So. And, you know, not too many dads – I mean, a, a lot of people are lucky to even have, you know, their dads growing up their whole life. But, I mean, how many dads, like, really consistently uh, put all their time in training with them and, 
uh, you know, doing like getting all these promotions for him and, you know, going out of their way to do this and that. Like, I mean, he's <laughs> for them to say he's a bad father that to me, that just kind of just crosses the line a little bit. It's ignorant. You can say, it's ignorant. Yeah, you can say he's, you know, kind of a hothead. He doesn't know. I mean, he's, he's doing all this, he's doing all this, saying all these things, um, just to make a name. You can say all that, but you can't, that has nothing to do with the kind of father he is. Yeah. My only problem is I'm kind of with you. If you, if you watch the show, you can definitely see that LaMelo's a little bit immature in like some ways, but he's also only 16 year olds. Most 16 year olds are immature. I mean, me and you were definitely immature when we were 16. We got in our fair share of trouble. <laughs> So, hey, like, hey give, give me a shoe deal at, at when I'm 16 years old on Lamborghini and see how I act. Yeah, exactly. So, like, <laughs> that's my only fear is, like, him not being around people all the time and not playing organized basketball during, like, the year where he's nine months of the year. He's just training rather than playing with, like, teammates. I definitely see the you, – you need to play with teammates in order to get better because that that's definitely something he needs to work on is not being as selfish as he is. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he's he doesn't, and that's the thing I was talking about. Just part of being in school, to me, that's just part of an experience. And playing organized basketball, I mean, he he did mention the one thing I wasn't a fan of him doing. I mean, he he kind of called out the coach. I mean, you know, if you have a problem with the coach, then you know why can't you just send him to another school if that's the if that's the legit reason why you're taking him out? But look, I mean, him pulling him out of school—that's his decision. I mean, it's, um, I mean, if it, if it all works out for him, then what are people going to say then? Exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. And it probably will. Cause I, everything's worked out exact plan of LeVar ball so far. Exactly. Uh, do you want to get, it honestly makes you like, do you think like, cause he's saying all the time, you know, he, he found a tall wife for a reason. You know, he wanted three, got three boys, you know, just strictly to be athletic with his genes and his wife like do you think he had this all planned out he's gonna have three athletic sons and they're all gonna go to ucla and they're gonna have their own shoe shoe deal and and all that uh play for the lakers (laughs) from what it sounds like he's had this all planned out his entire life because in the beginning of that show he said yeah i wasn't having any girls I knew I wasn't having any girls. I was going to have three boys. <laughs> it, it, it is so funny. It is so funny. He's, how he talks. he's hilarious. He's hilarious. Yeah, if I had any recommendation this episode, I think I've said it before, but watch it on Facebook. Ball in the Family. It, it's honestly a funny show, and I think it'll make you like the balls a lot more if if you have a bad opinion on the balls. It definitely changed mine. Yep, I agree. Lance is awesome too. I love Lance. And all the kids, like you said, they're all good guys. They they don't get in trouble. They don't they have level heads. They I mean like LaMelo's a little immature, but what six, he's, like only, we six, said. he's only 16 years old, man. Like or everyone's everyone's immature when they're 16. Yep. Shit, yep. I mean, we Lonzo's go on girlfriend. about the stuff we did when we were 16. Exactly. Lonzo's <laughs> girlfriend's hot. She's really hot. Hey he, he Lonzo got her before he was even a name. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. It's awesome. Do you even want to get into college basketball, or should we save that for another episode? Uh, it's up to you, man. I mean, that whole Louisville thing's kind of crazy. Yeah, we'll we'll even we'll go into it. This episode might be a little long, but 
hey, we pay that $15 a month now. It doesn't matter how long our episodes are. That's right. Um, that The whole college basketball situation, the thing is, like, you, you were a top-tier AAU player for a long time. You knew that stuff was going on. I knew that stuff was going on, and I didn't even play anywhere close to that level of basketball. You knew shoe deals were going on, and and players were getting paid. I, I know. Well, for- absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's no. It was no secret. I, I mean, mean, I'm honestly, I'm honestly really glad it came out finally. Yeah, yeah. It, it is a wild story that I, that changes a lot of people's opinion on college basketball. But it's, but it's been going on forever. I, I can say for a fact that I know that. Cliff Alexander didn't go to Illinois because Illinois only offered him a hundred thousand dollars, and he got offered two hundred fifty thousand dollars at Kansas. I mean, it didn't work out too well. I'm not saying it did, but there's a reason he was ruled ineligible, and I think that's what it is. They've known about it. I know, and I think it's going to help. I mean, it's going. It's definitely going to help the the not top tier teams like the schools. Like, there's a reason why you saw those mid-major colleges, those mid-major college coaches, and even some uh, high-major college D1s who, I mean, they're big-name schools, but they're not really uh, high-tier in basketball. But there's a reason why those coaches are coming out and saying, this is the best day of college basketball ever. Like, I I don't know if you follow Dan Dockich on Twitter or listen to his show. I follow him on Twitter, sadly. (laughs) Well, he—I mean, he said, and I completely agree with him. This is the best thing that could happen for college basketball. The parity will be—I mean, you'll still have—you know, Duke will still be dominant. You know, Kentucky will be dominant, uh, and you—you you know, those kind of schools. But you—I mean, you'll—you're definitely going to see a, a, a switch in uh, the trends where you know who's who's at the top, and you know, it's—it's going to be more mixed around. I think. I've heard a lot of things that said that they think there's a reason the Big Ten hasn't won a national championship since 2001 with uh, Michigan State. Was that 2001, right? 2000, yeah. 2000. Okay. They think that there's a reason that they aren't winning national championships is because they're probably the most clean conference in all of basketball. Would you Would you agree with that statement I would at agree. all? I would 100% agree with that, 100%. I would too. They've, now they've, they've, been to, they've been to a lot of – Final fours and championships, but they've never won. It's just because the area of the Midwest is so good at basketball. I think. Yeah. In, you have Indiana, Illinois, Michigan. I mean, Ohio. the only the only really issue of recruiting that they had <clears throat> that they had was uh, IU that got in trouble when Calvin Sampson was there. Uh, he got in, you know with those recruiting violations with uh, Eric Gordon. Uh, Eric, Eric Gordon and. Um, uh, I can't remember the other guy's name, but I mean Eric Gordon was supposed to go to Illinois. Yeah, I know. And then money got thrown around, and he ended up going to IU. Yeah. And now yeah. he's and look who he's with a contract with in the NBA now. He's an Adidas guy. Yeah. How do you think that happened? <laughs> we we all know we all know how it happened, but it's just stuff like that's really the only I think that's the only issue that Big Ten's had. And and the thing is, all the Louisville people are like, "Well, Cal cheats too. Cal cheats too." I really don't know if he does. I don't. I really don't think he does. I, I really do not think he does. I don't think he needs to at Kentucky. He exactly. 
all his players get paid the next year. They're there for one year, and they go get the b- biggest contracts in the NBA. I mean, here's the thing: they could say, "Yeah, he's paying his. Yeah, he is paying his players. He's paying them uh, to get high, drafted high the following year. That's what he's. That's how he's paying his players." <laughs> that's, that's been my argument that, the that, entire that's time. Completely, that's completely legal. Yeah, and I, I just don't like Louisville is the sleaziest program in all of college basketball. Uh, Rick Pitino. Rick, Rick, Rick Pitino is wherever he's at. That's and, and that's one thing I'm very glad because I I'm not a Pitino fan. I think he's cheated everywhere he's gone. He always has cheated, and I don't think he'll get. I don't think he'll ever coach again. But if he did coach again, I think he would cheat again. Like that's just the kind of guy he is. He would. He's just always been a cheater. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's definitely a heck of a coach. I mean, there's a reason he won at Kentucky, and there's a reason he won at Louisville. It's because you have to still be a good coach in order to when you get these good players. But I mean, the prostitution scandal was just getting over with. There, there's some people that still think they're going to get the death penalty. I, I really don't yeah. think it'll happen, but because the would... thing is, it's just so it's so difficult to say if they deserve it or not. Because what what's the what's the one reason why all these colleges are in trouble? It's not because of the players; it's because of the strictly the coaches. Yeah, and and they college have football, it, and college football is the same thing. They literally have it on camera and on recording of a coach. Saying they're gonna pay a player a hundred thousand dollars to go to Louisville, a hundred thousand like it is facts. Like they're the they, only. You know the biggest bullshit is. I mean, he's. I mean, he's completely denied any knowing of either situation. Yeah. Oh no. There's not any. Not a single the chance that the head coach doesn't know everything that's going on. There's not, not a, a chance. Single chance. Not a single chance. The other interesting guy that I think is probably going to get fired too is so there was the four assistants that got arrested, one at Auburn, one at Arizona, one at yeah, yeah Bruce Pearl, surprise surprise. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I was going to say. Bruce Pearl's probably not going to have a job either because this isn't his first time getting caught cheating either. No, he cheated did the same thing at Tennessee. The the thing is though with Auburn, it's like how? Why were they playing? They haven't been good. They they haven't been good yet since Bruce Pearl's been there. But they've been. I mean, they've been better than what their know, program's competing. history is. Yeah, but still not top tier in any way. Yeah, I'm nervous for Arizona too. Sean Miller has always. I mean, this is his first offense, so he probably won't get in that big of a trouble. But I mean, he'll probably have to serve an eight game suspension or something like that. But yeah. It definitely puts a slant on his like career, I'd say. Yeah, kind of that. That's the one that was kind of bummed me out a little bit because I I was a I'm a big I was a big Sean Miller fan. I still am. I, I'm not mad I, about anybody cheating though. I mean, it, it it's been happening forever, so I'm not really that worried about it. Yeah, but the thing is, like with Patino, he's been caught multiple times, and I mean, to me, he deserves whatever he gets. Like good riddance. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you on Patino, but Sean Miller. Some people were saying they were going to be, be uh, ranked number one for preseason. So I'm interested. But yeah, that I've heard that like this could be his best team he's had. But now you kind of wonder. In in those reports, it said that somebody on Arizona is getting paid to play there. So I'm wondering who that is. 
and who's going to be ruled ineligible because that could change their entire year. Yeah, I'm curious to see too because, I mean, I know they had a top three recruiting class, I think. Um, so I'm not really sure which one. I mean, it, I don't know if it's if it's one of the incoming freshmen this year or if it's a player that's been on the team already. Like, I'm not sure. That would be kind of interesting if that came out. Yeah, I, I – I'm nervous for that because I, I want Arizona to be good. I want Sean Miller to get that final four because he seems like a good guy and he's a great coach and he still hasn't got over that hump yet. Yeah. I mean, to me, I think, I think he's probably, he's probably the best coach who's yet to been, been to a final four. I would put him there. Yeah. I, I'd i put him in that group too. Him or, uh, well, I guess Beheim's been to, a, or Beeline's been to a final four. Um, hey, well, yeah, he won it with Melo. Yeah. Or Beeline, I'm talking about uh, Michigan's coach. They went to the championship. Yeah, I, lost I, I know. Louisville. I I know. I oh, you're saying who's who's won? Like yeah, won the whole thing? Yeah, but oh, there's a lot of great I, coaches. You said Final won. Four, and I I got it mixed up. I got you. I got you. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of any other names you could even put in that group. Um, uh, Steve Alford. I don't even know if he's that great of a coach. I mean, he he's done he's done good. I mean, yeah. He's, Supposedly, I this would, is why Thad Mata got fired is because he wasn't getting involved in any of this stuff. Really? Yeah, and that's why his teams have been struggling the last couple of years. <coughs> That'd be kind of interesting to find out the truth behind that. It would. He had a lot of success at Ohio State, and then they he couldn't get he literally couldn't get any recruits. You wonder why that, that that had anything to do with it because he wasn't cheating. Now Sean Miller's little brother Archie's there. At, at, he's at, at Indiana. Oh yeah, he's at Indiana. Who took over Ohio State? Butler. Uh, God, what's his name? Uh, Chris uh, Holland, I think, or something like that. Nah, he, the, the guy that coached at Butler the last couple of years. For sure, for sure. Did you see Lavar Ball's comments on this? No, what? what uh, were they? Somebody asked if uh, his sons were getting paid. He said, yeah, we don't need that money. You don't have to worry about us. How <laughs> about us? That, we're that, changing everything. We, yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly love LeVar Ball. I've changed my opinion on him like 100%. I love that dude. He's crazy, he's, but I love it. He's funny. He's funny as hell. I mean, I'll give him that. All right. Well, I think that wraps things up. Don't you? Yeah. Good quality stuff today, man. Uh, we'll be back next week at some point. We need to get a set day and just do it on that. But I, every, both of our schedules are so crazy that we can never find a day. Yeah, we're still we're still figuring figuring this college life thing out, man. We're in our fourth year. We still haven't figured it out yet. But we're we're getting there. We're we're gonna try to find figure something out. Let's go, Cubs, dude! Tomorrow it starts. That's right. That's right. I think they're repeating. I have faith in them. They've been so hot lately. I, 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 I'm not just saying that. I, I, I believe it, man. They're so hot, and and that team is filled with champions, man. They're all 25 years old, and they're champions. That's right. They never, never, uh, never get down. If they're if they're down three runs on the ninth, then you, you just can never count them out. Only problem I have with the Cubs is I, I need them to prove to me that they can pitch. I have faith in Hendricks. Lester's, their bullpen, man. Their bullpen doesn't scare me. That's the thing. I have faith in their bullpen. 
I don't know. It's pretty shaky, I think. But I agree. Like the pitching. Jake Arrieta makes me so nervous this year. I know it sucks that he hasn't been he hasn't been able to stay healthy. Yeah, he he always has excuses. That's his problem. Like he'll have one bad start and he'll just be like, "Well, I wasn't a hundred percent and need the change in my mechanic." It's like, come on, just pitch how you know you can pitch. And I wouldn't be opposed. I wouldn't be opposed to them putting Lackey in there. He's been pitching pretty good. That's what I was saying. It, I'm sad that he's not on the four man roster. They announced it today. It's Hendricks. yeah. He's he's they're putting him as a long reliever. Yeah, which. I guess we'll see, but I'm gonna have faith. Hendricks is coming out tomorrow. I hate them. Are you surprised? Nationals. Are you surprised they didn't, they didn't have Lester start game one? No, Hendricks has been so good. He's been so good. He has been, but I mean, he's been so good the last three years. Usually in the postseason, they Lester's been their guy. He's still gonna be there. He'll still be there. Yeah, I have faith. I'm excited. I'm excited, man. Yeah, I am too. So. I think that wraps it up for our NBA Jump Ball podcast. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. Well, I said that wrong order. Subscribe, rate, review. And then yeah, I'll do it. we'll be back next week. Basketball's coming around. See you guys then.